Before we begin our episode, did you know that podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. Okay, uh, episode 37, where Vince doesn't fuck up. <laughs> wow. I, don't even, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what we're, we're going to call this episode, though. Title of it. You you have an idea off the top of your head? I'm just waking up. <laughs> you're just waking up still. Yeah. You're still I'm warming st- up the car. I'm, st- I'm still, you're still in that. You're still across the street. In I'm the still car. in the car. All right. Listening to Keeping It Nerd. Welcome everyone to another episode of Keeping It Nerd, episode 37. This is the episode where we will be talking about the X-Men franchise and where it's gone wrong, in our opinion. And as always, I'm your host, Vince Mastajo. Uh hey, what's going on, guys? This is Jeremiah. Um, it's good to be back. Question also, real quick, is this an episode of Friends? The one where the X-Men went wrong. Isn't that basically follow like the the Friends uh title structure? Yes, and you just gave us the title of this episode, so we are using that one, Where X-Men Went Wrong, the one where the X-Men franchise went wrong. Beautiful. I like it. That's why I get paid the big bucks. You do. We will be Venmoing you that money right away. I get to be Gunther, though. Oh, you're going to be the guy, <laughs> the guy from behind the, at the yeah, Central Perk? The barista. I'll be the barista. <laughs> and God, Mr. he Bruce hated Bruce. his life so much. <laughs> <laughs> he he was unhappy. Oh, the only thing that brought him joy was uh, seeing Jennifer Aniston. What's her name? Rachel every day. Rachel Green. Yeah. Uh, and I am Anthony, aka the getaway driver. The getaway driver. <laughs> yes. Um, if anyone wants a wheelman out there, go uh, DM Anthony. Uh, he is great. He's yeah. But I have to be asleep first. He has to be asleep. But I'll tell you this, people. If 
you need to go somewhere on the drop of the drop of a hat, like this guy's ready. <laughs> like he he will he will run over people to get the hell out of you know wherever you're needing to go. So, um, oh so, by the yeah. way, uh, and sorry that um that satin jacket with the tiger embroidery that you were looking uh-huh. for, um, yeah. I ordered it for you. Tom Haver oh, nice. is actually gonna he's gonna send it okay. to me, so you'll be all set. Bah, bah, to be bah, a real bah, <laughs> Tom Haverford, huh? Well, what was his name? What was the name of his uh Red Swag? Rent was it Rent the Swag? Yeah. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Uh, Rent the Swag. Rent Out of the, the Ashes swag. of Entertainment 720, Rose Rent the Swag. <laughs> and then he also then he ended up getting bought out, right? From uh, uh Dr. Saperstein. Yeah. 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 Money, please. I love the Saperstein's. They're the best. <laughs> they are the best. I'm open-minded as hell. <laughs> She's the worst. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, yeah, before we jump into uh, the X-Men franchise and everything, and what actually spawned this episode was the latest trailer for the latest X-Men movie that's coming out uh, later this year, Dark Phoenix. When does it come out? Uh, August? September? I think it comes out on, let's see here, make sure real quick. Uh, in the fall? In the fall. Uh, well, I know, I no, no, June seventeenth. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, June seventh. Right. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, but it got pushed what? back. Right? It's Gunther's birthday. It, it was supposed to be. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dark Phoenix is going to be coming out June seventh, the fourth movie, actually. Right. Uh, in oh in, yeah yeah with this cast with this cast with yeah the with McAvoy and Fassbender yeah there yeah. you go or the Jennifer Lawrence J Law yeah the J Law yeah okay yeah so this is the fourth she's phoning film. it in <laughs> at this point oh buddy the first first class was I thought she was great oh you know we'll, we'll yeah. get into that we'll get into yeah. that so um all right so like I said this is um sp- this episode is spawned by the latest trailer that was released a couple of days ago and. I just, and by Todd McFarlane. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, I, you said Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, before we jump into to that, like, I want to let. I mean, obviously, I'm a big Marvel fan. Everyone knows it here. Um, over DC, you know, like with their films and stuff, and everything else that they and the property, other properties. X Men right now, it seems like it's going to be losing its steam to to DC, in my opinion. So that tells you right there where I think you know, where D or the X-Men is headed. Like if I'm thinking already like DC is going to be maybe outpacing it or, you know, you know, you know, rising o- over it, then, you know, that, that should, you know, give you an indicator like, like where this franchise is headed. But, you know, we don't know where Disney will take it when they take over, but we'll get that into the third act of everything. Um, but before that, let me just go ahead and give you high, give uh, X-Men its high praise that it deserves because that was actually the group uh, that I remember like getting me into comics because it was, and for me it was like it was X Men over Avengers, like in the Marvel uh, realm. Like I always thought, like X Men were way cooler than Avengers. Um, you had you had Cyclops, you had obviously mm-hmm. the badass Wolverine, Gambit, um, Jean Grey, Professor X, and all of them. So yeah, I was I was more inclined to read their books, uh, more more, uh, more inclined to buy their uh, mat- not material, but I mean like. Um, the action figures, yeah, actually, uh, action yeah. figures and things like that. I just found it like more intriguing. Well, if you think when we were growing up too, that was like, I don't know if you would call it like the silver age or something of the X Men. Uh, maybe the golden age. Who knows? But you know, I'm imagining you know ninety two to ninety 
four or five ish between the X-Men video games, between the, uh, you know, Marvel versus Capcom. You got the trading card boom and people collecting Marvel cards at school. You have the, the cartoon with the iconic theme song. I mean, during that time, the X-Men was marketed to our age group in such a, just a, like from all angles, we were being hit with the X-Men and the characters were cool and relatable. And it's no, it's no surprise that for our generation, they were the, the property that we were most in line with. Yeah, you said it right there. It's it, it hit its apex around like the mid '90s. Well, once again, in in my in my world, because obviously before before everything, you only just had comics, right? No one mm-hmm. really tried to do anything else with it. They tried that one failed. Yeah, wasn't pilot. there like Wolverine and and the X Men like 1989? Wasn't there a te- like a a pilot or something that was re- that was produced yeah i don't know if they call it wolverine and x-men but yeah it was it was like an old x-men but which yeah. was actually a spin not a spin-off but they made a video game oh, okay uh, remember the arcade video game yeah. like jeremiah you yeah. were t- uh, talking about that was that was with the cleveland browns uniform <laughs> yes yeah. it was like yeah. a brown and yellow <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah yeah i remember that that's and that was all we had we either had the either had comics were printed or for visually like all you had was that one lone cartoon yeah I, like I, it was attached to something. I remember they were trying to. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I remember this, but I remember seeing it. And then it wasn't until like three years later that they that they changed everything up. But I remember the guy that voiced Wolverine was the same guy. It had to have been. Oh, if it was the same guy, he yeah. totally ch- switched it up because he yeah. had an Aust- a really deep Australian accent yeah. in uh, <laughs> in that pilot. Yeah, it was horrible. And then yeah. they obviously they, they revamped the whole uh, yeah. cast. Yeah, and then they put um, Jubilee instead of Katie Pride. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and they, yeah. Got, they got rid of Dazzler. And, oh yeah. You know, yeah. and they put Rogan. You know, the Dazzler, <laughs> the Disco Queen. Um, oops, sorry. Um, but yeah, so we had that. Then obviously you said action figures. Uh, mm-hmm. I think by Toy Biz. When I said like anything that I could get my hands on, I was just like eating it up because you're just like, oh shit! Like finally, you know. You know, I'm, it's not just on like two, you know, two dimensional paper or like I'm just watching the TV. Like now I get to play along or whatever. Oh yeah, with with everything, right? I remember at the arcade too. If uh, if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was was all taken up, uh, X Men was right there waiting for you too. You know, yeah, you know, I pumped in a lot of fucking quarters in that game. <laughs> but and do you remember hey, Jeremiah? Do you remember the the remember, do you remember the arcade game? Like it was like that six six person was it a six person? Yeah, like, it was like a yeah. big ca- yeah. cabinet, like arcade yeah. cabinet. I definitely remember the arcade game, and um, I remember I always wanted to be Wolverine during that time. Uh, I, Cyclops also. Cyclops was cool also, but uh, I remember that game, and I remember the... Um, I think I had... I'm, I'm trying to remember if it was called... Was I guess I should look it up, but for Sega Genesis, I know I had an X-Men game that was incredibly difficult. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that I game. Remember I have that game, it was, too. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like rise, rise of the Sentinels, or I mean that could come from yeah, it was like something, something along that line, along those lines. Yeah, actually, but then the reason I brought up the Marvel versus Capcom is because I worked at Roundtable Pizza when I was 15, and I can distinctly remember coming from the arcade room, Berserker Barrage, Berserker Barrage, and I'm like, oh shit, they're playing (laughs) Berserker Barrage. Yeah, yeah, so good. (laughs) Oh man, I mean, so obviously. You know, there would be we're coming to an agreement like this is that was like where it was hitting its heights, like yeah. of its popularity, and Marvel was actually really capitalizing yeah. on it. 
like they were giving us everything that they would, you know, we would, us as the consumers want, except for a live action movie, right? Yeah, it, it would take them. It took years. A, a while. I mean, all right, let's say, let's say like the nineties. I just right, think they, like the, they probably didn't have the technology yet. Yeah, until two thousand. Right. Right, and that's when when everything. Yeah. It, it was a game changer because that was also, yeah. also like one that, of the first did, superhero movies. Didn't they use um, industrial light and magic for some of the visual effects? Oh, uh, Lucasfilm's mm-hmm. uh, um, company. It it had to have been. I mean, because like, how else could you pull off some of those those views? Or like something that James Cameron would have done with Terminator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Mystique. Yeah, the special effects they used. There. Yeah, yeah. So in 2000 hit, and then all of a sudden we're we're gifted this wonderful brilliant movie well at, for at the time i mean i've watched it lately and i'm like eh, it doesn't really it doesn't hold too up well no yeah. it doesn't hold up um but it was still like that it's pretty solid cool. footing of yeah. like going oh yeah. shit we're seeing wolverine we're seeing cyclops we're seeing magneto we're gonna see we're seeing these characters that we you know i not identify but we love so much prior um on you know lives live life on live action now yeah and the casting that they had was was excellent. You had Patrick Stewart as Professor X. You had a uh, was this Hugh Jackman's first movie? You know? I think first big movie. It it threw me off a little bit because Wolverine's supposed to be five foot two. Yeah, <laughs> and freaking Hugh Jackman's like six four. Yeah, I mean, I think they. I mean, did they make uh, everyone else in the set wear like elevator shoes just to make sure that give the effect? No, I, I, they just went with it. It was just kind of. It, I was going, no, he's kind of a short dude. That's why I like them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a runt and he's just got spunk and he's just got to yeah. go and give it it all. Yeah. They definitely did not nail the body type on that one. They, they weren't really yeah. looking for accuracy there, but they did nail somebody who was legitimately a very good actor and who, you know, he got the, uh, I think he embodied the, the spirit of a character. And I think that's all people were really looking for. I mean, at first with any sort of, movie like this where you're going to be pulling from sort of reverential source material people are going to be like oh it's not fucking accurate but at some point if you know if the if the character is intriguing enough people will get on board and i think that's what happened here yeah if 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 you build it they will come right (laughs) (laughs) which in which we did we all we all went to the movies we all paid our money and we were all just like you know entertained for like the hour and 45 minutes um yeah, that came out the same, like, it came out the summer, right? Yeah, I remember going to watch Gladiator uh, in, like, May, and then the next month, I think after school got out, like, X-Men was out. I don't know why I remember Gladiator before that, but I think that was, like, the last movie I'd watched before watching X-Men. That's, well, yeah. Gladiator was, well, you said Gladiator, right? Not yeah. Gladiator. Oh, yeah, well, Gladiator. That was still a good movie. Yeah. That's why. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was actually released July 14th. Uh, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that, that was pretty cool. Freaking Sir Patrick Stewart, no, and I, Ian McKellen's Ian McKellen. <laughs> I mean, this the the group that they had, like the casting was, like I said, spot on to what we would envision. Obviously, yeah. like, except for the fact that like you wish that Hugh Jackman was five two. Was five foot two. Um, I want to dance with you. It's a sophisticated funk. <laughs> what was that? It was, it was um the Sierra song. Oh. Sorry. Okay, I'm still sure. waking up. I know you're still waking up. <laughs> it's an early morning edition of uh, Keeping It Nerd, everyone. Yeah. So, uh, and Anthony Keeping was... Keeping It Nerd in the morning. 
I know, but see, <laughs> that works well if it's Troy and Abed, which would be like two people, but it would be there's three people. So it would right. be Troy, still... Abed, and who else? Winger? Uh, or Annie. Oh, Annie, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Not so. Chang? Can you imagine if you had Chang on that one? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. That would be yeah. good. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we got treated to a live action action movie in which then it spawned off like it kicked off like the whole superhero movie craze right not just with x-men but then you obviously see the spider-man movies oh yeah and then um fantastic four and things like that right that oh yeah that's true this is when hollywood yeah. decided to realize like going holy shit that like mar- we can go back to superhero movies this market can actually make us some money yeah like, yeah no shit yeah like um but so oh, yeah, that, like that span of five years, right? Like from 2000 to 2005? Something like Well, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they came out hard and heavy, right? Yeah. Because, right, all right, we, we can make some money off this. Let's start, let's start you know, churning out some movies. Yeah, because it, it was like, you're right. It was X-Men and then Spider-Man. And then they had um, The Punisher in there with John Travolta and Thomas Jane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not John Travolta <laughs> as The Punisher, right? No, no. Can you imagine uh, if they had made that casting? Like, did John Travolta was the Punisher in- instead? Do you know what they call a quarter pounder? No. <laughs> oh, I was thinking more of him like, as Danny Zuko oh. and him being uh, <laughs> uh, the, the one Punisher. That I want. <laughs> but, sorry, Jeremiah, are you still yeah. there? Did we uh, did we lose you on a couple of these things? Yeah, yeah and then, I was um, I was just thinking of Battlefield Earth Travolta. Is that not where you guys were going oh. with that? <laughs> oh, Jesus! That's the the most like. You know, science fiction nonsense. That's so. his iconic. That's his iconic role. Is it science fiction <laughs> nonsense or was it a biography? Well, it depends. How much money do you have? Are you in I mean, Hollywood? Well, he's part. He's part of uh, you know this uh, Church of Scientology. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that that whole thing was loosely based on uh, Zenu and what will the, uh, oh, yeah. the, yeah. the property. Uh, you know, the prophecy that will be happening. You know what? I'm gonna have a little talk with Leah Remini about this and see what she has to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that'd be great if we can get her her on this show. Would be a, that'd be a great get. Anyone out there, you know, yeah. Jeremiah, you know, Anthony, Nico, Reina, if you want to uh, reach out to uh, Leah, Leah Remini, uh, we can go ahead. And I'm sure her. she would. Yeah, right. we'd love to. As yeah. long as she can slam Scientology, yeah, I'm pretty sure we'd be on board. Yeah, we'd love to talk with her about um, Scientology and the King and of also, Queens um, being on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh well, yeah, yeah, I guess Saved by the Bell. It was the Malibu episode. Stacy Carosi. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, Stacey Carosi. If we can get Stacey Carosi on board, I'm sure this is all going to set up well. Oh, yes. What's his name? Ern- Ernie. Ernie Sabella. Ern- Ernie Sabella. Yeah. Was it yeah. was her dad? Yeah. Yep. Freaking Pumbaa. <laughs> oh, that's his, that's Pumbaa's voice from yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, now, yeah. now I'm hearing it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And did you just did you just put that together just now? Yeah. I did. Oh, shit. Well, you mentioned okay. it, so I'm like going, oh wait, yeah. is it? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. Um, all right, let's get back. Oh, wow, we were with, uh, with X Men and uh, you know, and it's in the franchise. Um, so here we go. We're talking about you know them kicking off the whole superhero uh, craze, of the early two thousands, and then you know bringing us to where we're at now. Which I'd say the X Men franchise is not not founding father. What would you what would you say would be a stepping stone towards where we are at today? So Anthony is not peeing in a cup, just so anyone who's hearing that. He's just pouring a glass it's of water. really what it sounded like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... We're, we're, I'm sorry. It was like the forerunner, basically. What would we say it again? 
like the forerunner, like pretty much like the first, or is the it? I don't. I wouldn't call it the, a pioneer because they had they had Superman and Batman before that. So yeah, you could DC that their props. Of yeah, that. and then they had Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. No, we're not going. <laughs> but on. you know, I'll tell you though about the X Men movie that I did like. Um, obviously, amongst other things, was the main fact that. This was a movie that was like an ensemble. It was a team already. Like they didn't do the. That's true. It wasn't like how the Avengers set up were set up, right? Oh it, yeah. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. a bunch of individual movies and then became you know this one big like oh X Men uh, unite or whatever type. Yeah. Deal. Um, it was <laughs> X Men unite. We won't even go into. Oh, actually, no. X Men United was the second one, I, which I didn't like. But anyways, um. X-Men was showed you how like you didn't have to be doing these things individually. You could just start off with a team. I just think at that point, it's like, I know in terms of pop pop culture and context of the time, because when the first X-Men movie came out, you're about maybe two to three years removed from the animated series that appeared on Fox. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're on the cusp of, W like WB Kids premiering Wolverine and the X Men on their channel, which is weird to think about if you because WB is is DC, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, like on the other hand, or on the other side of it is um, like Fox Kids was a network or like a cartoon block that had both Batman and the X Men. <laughs> if right? you think about well, it, yeah. See, that was when it was a simpler time, right? Yeah. When, there was, when you didn't have all these like limitations and boundaries of yeah. people like having this pissing contest. Like, no, that's mine. I'm, I'm using this. You can't use this. Like, oh, this is yours. Like, hey, 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 everybody shake your dicks off. Pissing, pissing contest is over. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's that's right. That's about right. That's exactly that, that, that's actually appropriate to say what happens in Hollywood. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's a one big pissing contest yeah. nowadays. As long as Michael Keaton says it in whisper voice like that. No, no, he didn't say that in the whisper voice. Oh, I thought he did. I thought, I thought, like, because they were they were fighting. Office. No, 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 yeah, no, no. yeah, he, yeah. That was when he was just breaking up the fight. He didn't say at that the, at the funeral, right? No, no, he didn't say it at the funeral. He said oh, I the, thought he said it at the funeral. No, he said okay. in the office. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we always get into talking about the other guys. Uh, in, anyways, so here we go back to uh, the X Men franchise. So this. This spawned off a trilogy. So you had X-Men, and then three years later, you had X2, which out of the first, like this first trilogy, whatever, I thought was actually the best. Uh, oh, X2 know, was good, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it had, I mean, the villain was, wasn't was a superpower guy either, so which I appreciated. It was, um, what's so, his name? William Stryker. Yeah, 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 okay. Right? Yeah, played by Brian Cox. What Brian Cox? What was his other uh, roles? I don't know. I just remember his name was Cox. <laughs> I don't want to know why. Yeah, you remember that. Um. So, anyways. Yeah, and then they had uh, late lady. Is it Lady Death? The, the lady one, Death Strike. Yeah, Lady yeah. Death Strike. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly Hugh. Yeah. 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 So, I said so. The second, the second one, they were just like, this is one one of the instances where a sequel actually does better, better than, than the, the original. The original. Yeah. They had. Three years later, so your effects are a little bit better. Uh, Storyline is solid, you know, in a way where you're you're getting back into um, Wolverine trying mm-hmm. to find about his past, and then you have like obviously the humans kind of afraid of the mutant uh, right. race because like now it's more out there and exposed. Ever since the first movie, 
and then they're just trying they're it's like how they're everyone's processing it in the, in the world now which oh yeah. yeah which i mean the opening scene was when nightcrawler nightcrawler was going through the white house trying to go oh, after yeah. the president yeah right there that was the first like five that f- first five minutes scene that was, just, that was pretty cool to see yeah because yeah. you see him like uh teleport <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. uh what was it what, what, what he, would, they he would poof i don't know bam <laughs> is it bam i think so well, whatever. He was like, yeah, you'd see it, and they were side-scrolling him going through the walls, yeah. going through, uh, you know, taking out the security of the of the president. And I just thought right there, like, holy shit, like, this movie is going to be, you know, way better yeah. than the, the first one, which, like I said, it was. And it did well because of the fact that the villain wasn't some super, and he and still were able to level the, kind of the playing field because he was like a military guy who had a um, strategic... Uh, mindset. Yeah. So he knew how to actually kind of take 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 down the mutants, uh, and then again, the pr- performances by by everyone like held up. So yeah. and I I think X two, if anything, still holds up to this day. If I was to rewatch that, like I could say that going yeah, I I could watch this movie again because it's yeah I liked it. It's good. I, I like that movie. Um, like, hey, plus they had the RX eight and had the RX eight. <laughs> Jeremy, did, did, I forgot to tell. Did you watch uh, X two? Um, I did. I don't recall much about it. So I think I only saw it once in the theater. I saw it enough to want to go see X3. Was that Last Stand? Was that yeah. the third one? Oh, yeah. it was the last stand, <laughs> the last leg of this fucking <laughs> that was, franchise. That was, yeah. that was the one where they uh, they ripped apart the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I, I do remember enjoying X2 and thinking that the that the franchise was was heading in a in a pretty good direction and then X3 was just like what the fuck we need to take this dog out and back and shoot it you know <laughs> with, <laughs> with Ben Foster this <laughs> as as Archangel right wasn't he Archangel yes, yes. yes that's right yeah. i mean at the end of X2 uh after everything spoiler alert if you haven't seen it 2003 get your shit together everyone um you obviously Jean Grey dies mm-hmm. and then you see like uh if you waited towards the end of the, or like during the and not not end credits, but like narration of like uh, Professor X, he's talking about evolution. Yeah, you see like a, the phoenix kind of form in the water of the lake, uh, alkaline lake, and then you're thinking, holy shit, the third movie is going to be with the fucking phoenix. And if you if you read the books, uh, or yeah, even if you watched the if you committed to that eight episode cartoon arc, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you were familiar with like holy shit, like this is going to yeah. happen. They're good. Yeah. They're, they're taking it. To another level they're doing the they're bringing the cosmic part of it yeah yeah in which you're like okay i'm excited for this like, yeah. here we this go like you're expanding out the world more motherfucker should have just done that man come on <laughs> well and and then instead we have the golden gate bridge <laughs> the golden gate bridge and then well here we go 2003 was x2 then 2006 x-men the last stand i mean so you, you did they did in this First trilogy they did every three years, which that's what seemed like a uh, a pretty good gap in between the movies. Yeah, that's what Star Wars, the original trilogy, did. Right, seventy seven, eighty, and eighty three. I always have a problem when like the sequels are like too long and far in between the gaps. Oh, uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, or any kind, or, like or case, Coming to America. Coming to America <laughs> twenty years later, or uh, Bad Boys. Well, Bad Boys three is coming out. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one and two wasn't too far off, right? Was it like um, six years? Seven. Oh, seven? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you so. Were, you were hitting the cusp of like, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
X-Men Last Stand. Uh, Jeremiah, you watched that, obviously, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, coming into that one, how, how hyped were you to... How hyped were you for it, though? I mean, I was pretty much all on board with that franchise and that movie. And uh, and it was just... I remember it was just... It felt, uh, it, it felt rushed introducing some of the new younger characters to try to move along the the um, the franchise and the storylines beyond that but i felt like there wasn't really much connection to them i just mm. i just remember feeling like that there was a lot of uh just a lot of explosions and a lot of big shit happening and none of it was really of consequence and it it didn't feel like it was as grounded as the first as the first two movies did. Wait, are you sure you're talking about the same movie? No consequence. They fucking killed Professor X. That was a consequence. <laughs> well, uh, okay, you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I guess I don't. Oh, yeah, know. that is it, that is true. He, they they did. They I mean, they started off the movie like it was going to be about because Phoenix was in it, but they didn't do the Phoenix storyline right any justice. Yeah, there's no remember, cosmic. Yeah, uh, you know, cosmic aspect. The, yeah, they did the whole de aging thing with Ian McKellen's and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it, yeah, but I mean, at it the, was like the first five, ten minutes or something. Yeah, and yeah. that was when early uh, de aging was because you could still yeah. kind of tell they were old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you said, Jeremiah, that movie had was like force feeding us all these new characters. Where I'm like going, oh shit, we finally get to see Colossus in action. Oh shit, like oh, you have Shadow Cat or Kitty Pride, mm-hmm. and then what this movie. I mean, obviously, there were like so many things wrong with it, but the thing that stood out the most was that whole fucking thing with uh, Vinnie Jones. Was it Vinnie Jones? His name is Vinnie Jones, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he was. Uh, uh, say it Say it in the way he did. He uh, said it in the movie, though. I don't remember how he said it in the movie, Jer- but he's Juggernaut in this thing. Uh, uh, Anthony, would you like to say how he said it in the movie? Who was he? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> You're right. You are right. Freaking Vinny Jones. Which, and while he's like, he's a tough guy, but is he the fucking juggernaut? Come on. It, Come on. Man, the Manchester United fight song. It was, it made no sense at all. That movie had so many like loopholes. And I don't even think they filmed any of it in San Francisco. That was a sad part for me. I was like, going, oh, cool. The Golden Gate Bridge. They're going, no, everything was just done CG, uh, you know, CGI. Like I'm going, oh, bullshit. Yeah. I was going, oh, well, I was going, like, I guess it's fine. You ripping out the Golden Gate Bridge, like on a big green screen. But that's a memory that I like to suppress. That, that movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, yeah. I can't. And you know, yeah. I, I really tried to like it because it had, once again, you're, you're giving us more characters and you're trying to expand out the universe because they're thinking, like, okay, this franchise is going to go beyond a mm-hmm. trilogy. This is going to be our big moneymaker here. Who is the writer and director for this one? Let's well, see. That's what I was going to say. Like, it was Brian Singer was the first X-Men in X2. Right. And then for this one, it was Matthew. Well, not Matthew Vaughn. It was... Uh, Matthew Vaughn was first class. Yeah, first class. Oh, hold yeah. on. Let me let me look this up. It was... How, how dare you associate Matthew Vaughn with X3? <laughs> oh, shit. No. It says here Matthew Vaughn came on board as a director in February two thousand five. Oh, but you know he. Oh, Brett Ratner. There you Brett go. That's Ratner. what it was. Brett Ratner. Mother. F- Fucking rat. Um, <laughs> stick to Rush Hour. Well, you know, and you know why Brian Singer left this this franchise, right? You remember other YouTube? Did, didn't he have a, some sort of scandal or? 
Does not, he always well, have not, a scandal? Not in this one. I mean, he has a scandal lately, but I mean, in this first like trilogy, always has scandals. Yeah, he always has a scandal. <laughs> in this, in this one, it was just more because he left. He left the Marvel universe to go uh, direct uh, uh, Superman Returns with Brandon. Oh Ross. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, the one that that completely forgets about Superman three and the one where he has Superman a baby. Four. Yeah, he had yeah. super sperm and he, you know, yeah, he had a yeah. he had a baby. He had a spawn. Right, because Superman. Two, I know we're talking about. But Superman 2 is like where he, like, if you go back and watch Superman 2, you're like, yeah, man, you kind of like date raped her. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was like, oh, Superman wait. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one with Christopher Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Because then Superman Returns was supposed to be. Like he left for like, a long time uh, and he came back. Like it was supposed to, re- you're supposed to forget about three and four. Is that what it, they were kind of retconning the whole yeah. franchise with yeah. that? Yeah, because I remember. Like, oh, how does this fit in that whole thing? And then my buddy said, oh, yeah, watch Superman 1 to Superman 2, and then you watch this. Which one was 3? Was that the one with uh, Richard Pryor? I thought 4 was with Richard Pryor. No, that one has a sun god. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. 3 is the one with Richard Pryor. Oh, no, no, no. Then I have to watch part 3 because Richard Pryor is in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy, if you could do me a favor, send us a message. Let us know how we're messing up the Superman timeline from the early 80s, please. We'll take this one to go and put some of this fucking yeah. slides across. Anyways, back to uh, non-DC stuff, the Marvel franchise. That's so, yeah, right. I forgot that he went He went over to Warner Brothers yeah, and he, did that. He crossed over, right? Yeah. And then Brett Ratner took over. So do you think Cause if, he wasn't doing Rush if Brian Singer had done this stayed with the project do you think it would it would have done better yeah because he would have kept up he probably would have kept up the vision what they were going i think what happened this is spe- this is all speculation this is probably a lot of studio pressure too just because they probably wanted to you're right they probably wanted to expand the universe but they said oh we, this is what singer was going for and he is had established this so read up on phoenix or and then we want to try to add some of these characters that were popular in the video games and and in the cartoon so i i think that's that's what had happened and then he said okay i'll add my touch to it and see if i could put chris tucker and jackie chan in this one but no no that's it i will i'll always associate brett ratner with rush hour uh, so. Well, who would you put as those two if, if he was going to cast uh, Chris Tucker and uh, Jackie <laughs> Chan? If, if, you, if you want, you, you said it now. So who would you, which mutants would you make them? I have no idea. I'd still want them to be Lee and Carter. <laughs> oh, they were just cops in, uh, in San Francisco in the, yeah, during the time yeah, yeah. of this shit that's yeah, happening. Yeah. Like you just see Magneto fucking moving the bridge yeah. and then you just hear Chris Tucker go, damn, some shit like that. <laughs> Lee, look. <laughs> Carter, Carter. <laughs> Anyways. So here we go back to this, uh, you know, X3. last stand bullshit. You had unlikable characters because even at one point, Rogue kind of like was tired of this whole thing of being immune. She and she gets like the cure. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it seemed like Anna Paquin was was already phoning in this one in too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think she. I, and like I said, I don't know. It's because if there was a change in the director, where everyone kind of felt like, like eh, like yeah. I'm out. Yeah. That's that. That's where it, that's it was 2006, and it kind of like ended there, and it left me with that that bad taste of like going, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Right. And then, but I, mean, I think Wolverine still was still a popular character, and and then I I think that's the reason why they they decided to do that that X Men Origins movie three years later. 
Yeah, yep, exactly yeah. right. Another yeah. three years. So yeah, yeah. They, they were they Fox Studios had a good like every three years we're gonna put out some yeah, sort some of, sort of uh, Marvel um, some sort uh, of plan X-Men. with that. But it's just I think X Men Origins was one of those situations where it's a uh, good planning but poor execution. <laughs> well, you guys said the same thing with X uh, the Last Stand, right? Yeah, I was supposed to be good planning, but then poor execution. Poor execution. No, I think. Well, actually, no, like, no, well, I, I that's think horrible X, planning because X three is poor planning the... and poor execution because it just seems so jumbled together. And then to have somebody who was just rushed in to try to get this movie out in between, I don't, I don't know. It just didn't seem. And then it just didn't seem like uh, Ratner was was too much involved in the source material like that's when you that's how you know because you you look at some of the directors for some of the movies that we have today like for instance patty jenkins who was like hardcore into studying everything about wonder woman and being passionate about how she would be displayed on the screen and translating from the comic books right and like james gunn when it came to guardians of the galaxy like he just deep dove into all of the marvel cosmic stuff and Mm -hmm. And he was passionate and he was able to translate how those particular, like that iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy on screen. So I think that's what um, Brian Singer was going for with, especially with the second one, because that one, like you could tell like, oh, this is a guy that actually knows his stuff and how each of the characters are supposed to be portrayed. And even with like their little quirks, like with Nightcrawler, I think for me is, is we're like going back to X2, but he's one of the more memorable characters for me because he actually represented what you saw in the cartoon. Because my only reference point was the cartoon at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, that actually, like he's actually like how he was in the cartoon. And yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a good uh, representation. Yeah. Once again, like you do your yeah. homework and then you're, yeah. You, know, you do your homework and studying your, and then I think if be- you have a vision for what, it's supposed to look like too. And, and you know, like exactly what you're, what exactly you want and the, the feeling that you're, because I think with directors nowadays is that um, they, they want to experience what like you and I, like the casual moviegoer mm-hmm. would want to feel during those moments. Right. And so that's why uh, Guardians of the, the first Guardians of the Galaxy resonates with me so much. Cause I had no idea who these characters were until after and then it made me want to invest more time and so i remember um getting the trades online and just reading reading through a whole bunch of this iteration and then i went back and did the sylvester stallone iteration yeah yeah because it inspired you more to like, oh yeah look yeah. look more into yeah. it yeah well which last stand did not inspire me no it inspired me to take a shit if anything because i was what it turned it turned me off which which makes sense as to why paramount decided to go let's let's try iron man the, the year later because then they they started developing. I remember they started developing immediately after X Men, and then it wasn't until '07 where they announced um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. then uh, John Favreau was was the guy. And like say like here another example. John Favreau like th- that dude knew in and Iron Man in and out. Yeah, yeah. And then he left on Iron Man three. Right, you can tell once again <laughs> right. like a dip in you know directors or you know the vision t- takes a turn when. The head is basically now no longer part of the body itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, X Men: Last Stand. You know, another thing about that one was, do you, I don't know if you guys remember that fucking one mutant that I guess his power was to 
kind of generate like these um not what are you steaks or whatever not not steaks that you eat but like <laughs> like wooden steaks or whatever yeah. out of his out of his forearms and he throw and he could throw them oh yeah 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 i thought that was the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing i was going and the fact that at the point at that point of the movie that was when uh you have the wolverine like kicking ass scene where he's like running through a forest going on that berserker rage oh yeah and um you know, he comes up, you know, to this guy and this guy actually thought he had a fucking chance against Wolverine. Like you just see him in slow motion. Like he starts taking out these fucking stakes coming out of his forearms and he's about to throw it at Wolverine. At that point, I should, that guy should have been like going, I just saw you murk five of my fucking like friends. Like I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take one of these stakes and put it in my fucking head before I have you fucking kill me. Like, or I'm just going to run, get the fuck out of here and get out of Dodge. But I just remember like going, that was an odd power set. Yeah. to have i mean also you had multiple men in this movie oh yeah you did and they made him a bad guy yeah and then they also didn't really reference him as multiple men right they just it's like uh i don't even know if they, they gave him the, the name jamie maddox but it was just like you're also you could, like if you knew you're yeah. just supposed to yeah instantly think like oh the guy this guy can multiply like oh yeah. great yeah um oh and then you had like the morlocks in that movie oh yeah I remember that whole <laughs> that movie was just a fucking straight up debacle and like I said if we were to end the X-Men franchise at X2 I think I would have been okay with it yeah especially if you did you didn't even show that Phoenix at the end oh yeah, yeah. if you did bad reference it would have been like eh, you left me on a hanger but alright whatever I forgot about the Morlocks was that like a um, what I recall is like some sort of underground like sewer dwelling band of junkies is that correct <laughs> yes basically yes. yeah you're right. Um, they were like, I mean, obviously they were like mutants that had powers but still looked human. But these are like the mutants that were basically fucking mutants. Like, oh god, like I can tell. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ, like you got a third fucking arm coming out of your asshole and shit <laughs> like that kind of deal. Uh, they were total uggos. Got it. <laughs> they were not the bells of the ball. I'll tell you that. No, yeah. no, no, no. And I think uh, Callisto was like their leader who had like an eye patch and shit like that. Whatever. Um, but yeah. Oh, do you, yeah. Do you remember them from the cartoon? I, I kind of, I like those Morlocks in the cartoon more mm-hmm. than the. Oh yeah, yeah. The and almost anything in the cartoon. Like second season. Yeah, right? is more likable than than what we saw in that movie. You know what? I imagine they got the idea for in uh, Incredibles too. That fucking that one superhero, quote unquote, who's who basically some sort of like frogman who spits up some sort of fucking Buddy, acid. That's or a real. That's, that's real what I imagine. Like they got the acid the reflux from. is something that we should all address. You know, as as advanced age. Yeah, you know, I, that, you know, like that I, can I, be really I, serious. I, How dare you? Starts with that's the diet. So sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, <laughs> hey guys, I feel really bad. I didn't mean to. I I understand that some members of this podcast might be a little more sensitive. Affected, so I. Uh, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> Tums, this segment brought Tums, to you by our Tums. sponsor, Tums. Tums, there when you need um, it to get a good right, night's so then sleep. Let's, let's, that, so that wrapped up that whole fucking trilogy. Um, and left, like I said, bad taste in my mouth. And then you come out with Wolverine, which, Anthony, you said, it, it took out the, at least the best part of the X-Men. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to give him his own story. Right, you're like going, and then hmm. give him his, um, his origin. to, And then... You're watching it and you're going, what? <laughs> well, no, and what they did was they did a reverse, right? They're going, all right, we did a team movie, team movie, and now we're going to do an individual movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you're like going, all right, that's a little unorthodox, but Yeah, okay. it was it was, uh, it was weird that um, 
they didn't bring back the guy who played Sabretooth in the first movie. And they brought, it was Lee Schreiber instead. And you're going, what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that's when they introduced you Gambit. Yeah. The Blob. Oh, and we can't forget. Will, and then Will I Am. <laughs> Will I Am. Yeah. Oh, and we can't forget, you know, our favorite Merc with a Mouth. That introduced us to Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Right. He did in the beginning. In the beginning when did he was he still kind of like a, a regular human before yeah. he experimented on to turn into Deadpool. Yeah. Which. I, I and I love how the Deadpool movies make references to that. <laughs> that that train wreck. So wait, Jeremiah, you said you never saw any of the Wolverine movies except or the first two Wolverine movies, but you saw Logan. Yeah. Uh, correct. Yeah, Logan I think is a masterpiece. We'll get there. But um yeah, those first two movies were just so I think universally um maybe not panned, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but um just underwhelming. And sort of left, you know, my friends that saw uh, it, it was the, just left a I bad taste in their mouth. The so Wolverine, the, the the Wolverine, which is the second movie in in the the standalone trilogy. There was, right, yeah, it was. Right. I thought it was better just because they that actually explored the the um, the Japan storylines. Yeah, from the and comic then, books. Yeah, yeah, and then I I think actually did think that they did a pretty good job of adapting that in a short because there's so much there's so much depth to the the Japanese one the Japanese storylines. Cause I'm a huge Wolverine fan. Yeah. And I remember like, I couldn't wait for the trades to cut. Cause then I, I know I couldn't, I couldn't go to the comic book shop every week. Right. But then when the trade would come out and then it's more Japan stuff and you're like, Oh, cool. Like, and then, you know, it had his son and everything in it too. Yeah. 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 It was, it was an interesting story. Like, I mean, if I was to rate that trilogy, I'll go Logan, then Wolver- the Wolverine, then. then X- no, don't then, even. Then, no, 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 don't, don't. <laughs> then X2. Yeah, yeah. Because X Men Origins do Wolverine not mention. Did not, yeah. I mean, you even introduced Cyclops. They, they really tried to do so, so yeah. many things with that Origins. And because I don't even know what was the timeline the, supposed to be. What, what, yeah. like, what was the era of, of, the, of, of uh, the Wolverine? Of X Men. Or are you talking about X Men Origin? Or, yeah, yeah. X Men Origins Wolverine. Like, was that supposed to be in the eighties, seventies? Like, where was it? Because- it was eighty. It had yeah, it was eighties. It was just because it was a uh, because he start. You start off the film with him, or uh, like he has the he just he doesn't the have the adamant adamantium yeah. just yet. Yeah, and then um, the Weapon X program doesn't take place till like eighty five. So, okay, so yeah. so all right, eighty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, see, in this, and what, unfortunately, what the fucking Origins movie did was open up a floodgate of fucking loopholes yeah. and fucking question marks. They're going, wait, why is, you know, why, why is Cyclops in the school here? Like, wait, there's Gambit over here. Right. Like, how do you guys not remember, like, these things? Like, going, wait, Professor X had a, had a, you know, had exchange a with, uh, <laughs> oh, man. with Logan before, prior to the yeah. X-Men movies, but yet he doesn't remember it. And then they yeah. kind of, Rectify that by shooting him in the head with a fucking silver bullet, or no, adamantium bullet. Yeah, where he loses partial memory. He loses his memory. That's stupid. It's, it's a stupid just, cop out. It was so. Fun. Yeah. Oh, it's it would, It's um the reason why he loses his memories is because of the uh when they were they were bonding the adamantium to his his bones. Yes. It is just it caused so much trauma trauma. You, you remember, like, and he he yeah. suppressed a lot of that. Exactly. That, and that's. Because in the first X Men movie, that's real shit he was right trying there. to unlock his memories because yeah. it was just so, like, because he had been up. traumatized. Yeah, yeah. And then, and this one is, just, oh no, he got shot in the head with a fucking yeah. adamantium like bullet. Like he was, he was the prime example of, of like 
the because you know how Stan Lee envisioned the X Men as as a social commentary. Like uh-huh. it, yep. it was like the whole. If you go back to the sixties, it's it's a commentary about the civil rights movement and everything. And then um, Wolverine's it like I don't know inclinate or uh, inclusion into the is supposed to represent the. Um, the hardships of war on a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So like the adamantium is a metaphor for all the PTSD that people suffer coming home from war. Cause like, you, I mean, yeah, he was, he was in it early in the comics, but when they started expanding his, his uh, story in the seventies, like, and then you, you know, you think like this Vietnam, this is peak Vietnam. Yeah. And they start kind of going through a lot of that stuff like that. They, um, it was uh it was his story was just a representation of PTSD. And so that's why he didn't have his memories or he couldn't figure out why he couldn't remember. And then he was always haunted by something and he was like very flawed. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I'm going passionate no, no, about no. this. You're, just, you're, you're making actually, yeah. you know, good connections here. And so it, it makes me upset when that that's the reason why. Like in X Men Origins, well, like why I, he forgets shit. I will say X Men Origins Wolverine was basically an adamantium bullet to the viewers' brains. Right, like they fucking shot us with that bullshit. Like, yeah, I wish, I wish I didn't remember it. I wish that you know adamantium bullet hit me in the head, so I don't have to remember this fucking piece of shit movie. Yeah, two thousand six and two thousand nine are like virtually the the years I don't remember in terms of X Men. Well, no, this is, and this <laughs> is when Marvel was already start rolling out some of their their films, where you're like, okay, here we go. Like you yeah. have other properties and unfortunately you know uh, right. fantastic four was not one of them but i'm saying like fan for ta- fan for stick no yeah <laughs> forget that movie forget it all to hell so in this in this trilogy they actually start inter uh intertwining the this latest x-men um oh yeah, yeah. Story, we're, we're talking, you're talking about for for are we going to first class now in two thousand eleven? Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah, two thousand nine was the Wolverine, and then two thousand eleven came X Men First Class, which was awesome. Which all right, how did I you, thought it was awesome. How do no, how, how did you feel though, um, Jeremiah, when you when they first announced like they're going to come out with another X Men movie, and that it turned out being like First Class, so it's going to be like kind of like a soft rebootish type deal of this of this franchise. I love the idea because I thought after I mean I hadn't seen. X-Men Origins. I hadn't seen the Wolverine movie, but after coming off of Last Stand, so at that point, it's been like five years since there's been a X-Men movie that I would even see. But when I saw who was in it, I mean, I love McAvoy. I love Fassbender. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, they have, yeah, great, great actors. And I, uh, I liked the idea of an or more of an th- this movie really being a true origin story, which they had never given us um, an origin as the, as the group. So um, yeah, I liked this idea a lot, and I thought they delivered. I thought it was amazing, really good movie. Yeah, I, I thought you're right. It was uh, a true origin movie where once again, and it's an origin movie with the whole group, the whole cast, not once again an individual type origin thing, and then you bring everyone together. Yeah, you have. And I like the fact that they they explore the Xavier and Magneto relationship a little bit more because it gives you more depth of like going the struggle of like going they are friends but yet oh, like they're frenemies yeah. type deal like they're in this eternal struggle between they each were other. They're so fetch, right? <laughs> so fetch, is that you said? Yeah, yeah. Quit trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. It's never gonna happen. 
Is Fetch actually happening over there in Arizona? Because that's where this movie was. Uh, <laughs> that movie was, um, you know, supposed to be taking place. You know, maybe at the time it was. I don't see so much Fetch in the streets right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so. Fetch is not hot. Got it. <laughs> no, it's hot enough here, anyways, um, that we don't need the Fetch to be hot. Got it. Okay, so um, back to being X Men fe- uh, Fetch class. I would call it that, right? Because <laughs> um, we're saying that this movie was actually a pretty good you know, it, iteration. It was of, I, of, yeah. of the team yeah. getting, and I like the fact that once again. You didn't make Magneto a bad guy. It was someone else that you were unfamiliar with. You had Sebastian Shaw, mm-hmm. well, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Which gives you more depth on Magneto and why he is the way he was. Oh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. you, you're finding out. I'm not sure in, if in, in he's, the, he's in the ex- books, it's it's not like that. Their, their paths don't cross that way. Um, right? Sebastian no, Shaw and Magneto. No. Yeah. But they made it in the movies where, okay, so they're – Obviously, Magneto was a uh, had a trouble, not a trouble past, but a traumatic past with uh, uh, encampments. Yeah, and yeah, stuff with like the that. with the concentration camp. Concentration yeah. camps, correct. And then it gives you more an idea, like going, "Fuck!" Like you, really yeah, got it's, it's more of his shit. motivations. Yeah, for, more yeah. of his motivations, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you had that one like scene in that movie where remember how Kevin Bacon gave him a quarter or like a coin at the end? Oh, the best, the best, right? Fuck, like. That's that exactly. So when you saw like that whole time thing kind of stop, I think Professor X was able to kind of slow down time, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the coin slowly going through like uh, Kevin Bacon or Sebastian Shaw's uh, forehead and then exiting oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Up until that point, I for, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that was probably the most gratuitous act of violence out of any of these movies. I mean, there's been bigger explosions and, you know, but in terms of just raw, intense, like, uh, gratuitous, like I'm going to fuck you. Like emotion. Yeah. 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 Because even all the Wolverine stuff for the most part happened off screen to this point for in general. Yeah, yeah. Up to this point, you just oh, anytime you saw Wolverine slash, you just yeah, see his it, it, hand it, going to someone's stomach, but you wouldn't see like a blood splatter. Yeah, you they, see. they did the Batman animated series effect where it's implied, or you hear it, right? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll yeah. growl really loud, and you know I killed yeah. you. Like, yeah. okay, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. That was one of the most. I'm gonna go back and watch this one. Which at first like class, yeah, it was great. great, and movie. then it introduced us to J Law, who. Mystique. Mystique. Yeah. What did you think of her performance in this? Like, and like her background was, once again, she was connected to Charles prior. Prior, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it gave me, you know, an idea of like, going, wow, there was a, uh, what would you call it? A real deep connection with with Magneto and, and Charles, uh, Charles, and then yeah. also Mystique and Charles. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, this is a totally retelling of the X-Men franchise. Mm. Right, and you're thinking like, okay, this is who else was on the team? It, they had it was Havoc, Beast, right? Havoc, who yeah. was still alive. Um, who was Angel? Angel, yeah. yeah. Uh, Angel as a woman, not Angel, yeah, yeah. not, not the Archangel, Angel. not no. the Ben Foster bullshit no. that we saw, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go back and watch this one. I re- I really did enjoy this one. It I've was, seen it like three times, but I'm gonna go back and watch this one because it's been a while. Yeah, and yeah. and only oh, you had the White Queen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, Alice uh, Eve, right? Who's no, no, not Alice Eve. It was uh, January Jones. January Jones. Look at that, pulling that one out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going <laughs> to say that today my uh, my brain is actually being powered by Phil's coffee. 
Um, and I, What'd you there's just say? a nice little plug for you. I know I said, I know I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Blasphemous. Uh, the, the coffee that shall be named. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, oh shit. I just got it. I'm sorry. You're still waking up. I know you're, you're I halfway know. there. You're almost with us. By the end of the episode, you'll be fully awake. Um, Howard Schultz. Did yeah. I hear my did I hear Bishop just yawn over here? Oh my god. Oh, I, I thought he farted. No, no, no. He, he did his little like uh, uh. All right. Anyways. Um so yeah, you're you're thinking like this is a soft reboot and a retelling of like the X-Men yeah. uh franchise. It gave a little bit more depth to it Professor did. Xavier too cuz I, I I think James McAvoy is a wonderful actor too. Yeah, he's, and it gave you the idea like how he got in the wheelchair, right? Because yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. Because he's um, walking around, dancing, and hitting on girls at the fucking bar, like because it was Moira's, Moira's fault, right? Wasn't it Moira's kind of, kind yeah. of I mean, indirectly? It was her fucking bullet. Yeah, it was her bullet. Yeah. So yeah, so then you had all right. So that was 2011. And then the Wolverine came out. Whatever. 2012. Oh, no, and then in the first class, you have the you have um, Professor X and Magneto when they're trying to get together a team. You have them meeting. Uh, Wolverine again in the bar. In the bar, and then yeah, and he says, the and he time. says, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, go fuck off. Yeah. Oh, fuck off, right? Yeah, which yeah. I thought like a classic. That's great. You know, yeah. you had a Wolverine, which and, was he, said and he said the F word. He dropped yeah. the F bomb because it was a PG thirteen, so they get one. Yeah, and they used it perfectly because that was like the attitude that you know, yeah, Wolverine would have had. But then once again, it gives you like going. So are you? So this is it. Gave you the idea of like this is going to be a total retelling because they're. Obviously, saying they never met in previous history, like in X uh, X Men, like the first trilogy with Brian Singer's mm-hmm. X Men, right? So you're, like, you're you're getting that idea, like okay, so but he, yeah, and then this is how it kind of ties together when you get into the Wolverine, and then you get into Days of Future Past, and then yes, yeah, there you go, we move yeah. into Days of Future Fucking Past, which yeah. I liked because there's once again the second uh, the second movie of this uh, of this. I think iteration because you're having four, yeah, yeah. iteration, and I thought it it it, it once again it, it did well. I or it's in my books, I thought like, wow, they they're taking a story. They from they, the books. they adapted it pretty well, except like you're like, oh, I thought that was supposed to be Cyclops and Jean Grey's daughter that's supposed to go back in time. <laughs> no, no, it, it was yeah. it was a uh, it was no, it was Kitty Pride in the books. Oh, okay, she did go back, but right. there was yeah, there were some instances that were like a little bit different where. It wasn't uh, Mystique that was, you know, uh, trying to kill. Oh someone. yeah, yeah. That, that that's, that's where the, the senator, was. right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then that's when you can kind of. And then tell. that's how you get the sent. That, that's how the Sentinels were blowing up the. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool to see. Like when you when you uh, I remember the movie opens up with like this post apocalyptic, right? And then you see mm-hmm. the Sentinels, and then you see Patrick Stewart and and Ian McKellen again and you're like oh oh but that's because you had you, know, you had to watch the Wolverine to to know yep that's that's right Bishop well it's not even <laughs> that but then when you see Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen right in that opening scene you're like holy shit wait are this they is, this they're is, tying everything up I remember yeah. seeing it on Twitter uh, and things like that where I'm going oh shit like they're tying both universes together like what are they doing and then they said it, it was days of future past oh, there's yeah Bishop and his jingle. Yeah. Um, Days of Fear, they're, they're, they were weaving uh, both both franchises or both uh, iterations together. And yeah. I was like going, how are they going to pull this off? And then you realize that Brian Singer was back on. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Like you see the guy who had great success with the first two X-Men movies 
come back and like, I'm back in the captain's chair, yeah. guys. Let's yeah. do this thing. Like, holy shit. Like, I mean, I don't know. And, and he collaborated with Matthew Vaughn really well, too, like, just to make sure that the story beats and the continuity was almost almost accurate yeah. <laughs> to your point. I mean, yeah. Matthew Vaughn left the left because he was doing uh, the Kingsman movie. Yeah. So that's why yeah. Brian Singer said, all right, well, I'll take it back on. Like, I yeah. had some time. Uh, people forgot that I did that Superman movie. So let's, uh, <laughs> let me get back into uh, the X-Men franchise. And then it was just like I said, it, it just took me to like, going, holy shit, they sold Sentinels. Only thing I'd have to say is that in this movie is you could kind of tell already that this franchise was trying to really push on um, Jennifer Lawrence's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They put her in the forefront of everything. You're like going. Well, yeah. She, I mean, at that time, she's one of the hottest actresses in, in Hollywood, too. Yeah. Well, as as how the first trilogy kind of like really circled around Wolverine's character. Yeah. This iteration was like really circling around like going, we're using Mystique as our forefront, like face of the franchise type deal. Right. Right. And, and, and which I think if they did it with McAvoy and Fassbender or in the words of or how Jeremiah said, Fassbender, <laughs> um, he, they, I think they wouldn't have gone wrong. But the fact that they were like really pushing the mystique on the forefront, I'm not, I wasn't too on board with like, why, why should her character be, be the so focal point? In the focal point. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, but it was... It was, I mean, it was subtle-ish where I, I could see the direction where they were going, um, and then which then the third one you could kind of you you totally knew like oh fuck me like uh oh this can't yeah it. it took me a while to sit through the third one it yeah I I watched it over like a span of like four weeks or something because yeah. I would just go I would just start watching it and go oh something else is coming up and so it was just yeah well, well I actually, don't even remember real quick a lot before of it. we jump into that. <laughs> you know that one like what i like about days of future past they had bishop like not just yeah. cause, like my you know bishop my dog but i mean i think bishop was like a character in the animated series where i think oh fuck this guy's a badass you know time traveling dude he's got a fucking like it's a badass motherfucker <laughs> he had like the what do you call it um not boba fett what, what was boba fett a bounty hunter type deal oh, yeah. to him right yeah. feel and this one i mean obviously you know portrayed a little bit differently but you still saw him as like like on screen, I was like, "Oh shit! Look, he even has like the little red handkerchief type deal. He's got the, he's got oh, the yeah. hair. Like, yeah. okay, like I, I, you know, I, I could dig it. Like they even showed his action scenes when he gets shot with a blast and he can turn it around and you know, sh- you know, use it yeah. against you. Yeah, I thought like, great. I'm, I'm loving this movie. Storyline solid. You had, oh god damn it, what's his name from Game of Thrones? You know him. His name is uh, Game of Thrones. Which one? In the X Men movie, so what? What other? What other move? God damn it! Oh, Tyrion Lannister. Mm. Thank you. Oh yeah, hey, you pick me yeah. up there, Jeremiah. Yeah. You got it. Tyrion Peter, Lannister. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yes, yeah. you had him come in, and I thought he because he was a villain, right? Yeah, he was a villain. Yeah. And once again, you had someone that was a non-super be yeah. a villain in the storyline because yeah. he was the senator for that was trying to push the the whole the, anti-mutant the mutant, and then the mutant registration act, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once again, yeah, you have the Sentinels and everything. So you saw you saw this movie take second movie where now your villain is still once again not like a super, and but it still can cause some sort of havoc. As you see, like obviously the future turns shitty because this one lone guy mm-hmm. was able to 
you know, change the change the events of the world, and you know, create like an apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, which then, at the end of this movie, you see apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> in which, just like the uh, X two, when you saw the Phoenix, you're thinking, "Oh shit, they're gonna go apocalypse!" Yeah, this shit's gonna be bananas. It wasn't Oscar Isaac at the time, right? No, no, no. They just, I think actor. they just showed the four horsemen, and they showed oh, right. like the the pyramids. That's right. So, yeah. it, but once again, if you knew those uh, those scenes, you'd know you'd be able the, to put it the, together. The attributions, yeah, yeah. Coming to that. We get to, and I don't know what it was like. You think, you know, they always say like things always happen in three. This one happened in the third one. Like the fucking death again of this iteration was on the third one because I'm like going. Obviously, Jeremiah, what do you think of the, on the of X Men Apocalypse? You saw that one, right? I, so let's, I did. I we may have talked about this before in the past. I that was a movie that I really wanted to like, and I like Oscar Isaac a lot. So when I was excited, I, I liked the way that these movies were going. I, I enjoy the, the core sort of X-Men cast. Um, and I mean, Oscar Isaac is, is a fantastic actor, but the apocalypse character was again, you, it, it was a similar, like it's similar to X-Men last stand that you don't totally care about the villain. Like I thought Apocalypse was so one dimensional. You didn't Oscar Isaac didn't get to utilize any of his range. Um and it was just it was totally underwhelming to me. And dark, dark tones in that movie. Um and it just didn't have the same sort of level of excitement that that the previous two movies had had brought to the franchise. Like it felt like it'd been re like reinvigorated. And now after that movie, I just left going like shit, I don't care again. And that sucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I, I I cared less. Like underutilized. Like besides Oscar Isaac, the other person I thought was underutilized was Olivia Munn's character, Psylocke. Psylocke. Fuck. Like the whole time I thought, like when they announced like she was gonna be Psylocke, and then they did like, oh, you see, you see all these people making these like, um, kind of like Photoshop things, like showing her as how she would be. Like going, fuck, yeah, yeah she could. Like, yeah, she she'd be able to uh, you know work it, and then she did that video with Ryan Reynolds. You know, ever and then see that where she was working a katana blade? No, I didn't see that. Oh shit! It's she looked like she was like putting in some fucking like real work for this Sorry. for this part, and which you know I mean if you see her like she yeah, she's like really working this katana blade, and you see Ryan Reynolds just like hit her with like a little like a what do you call it a balloon animal sword mm-hmm. type deal. But like I said, like you saw her sword work, and I think okay, she's gonna bring it in this in this movie like. She'll be like the dark horse where I'm going, oh shit, you know, her performance was great. Fuck was that shit was all I could think of when I saw her come out and then her scenes were like very brief. Um, even her fighting scenes, like she, it was just like, eh, like mm-hmm. I, I could have, I could have saw, saw it going up in a, you know, another direction. Um, and then, yeah, you made, uh, what do you call it? J-Law's character, Mystique, the forefront again, where, she is now the kind of leader of the group. Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. Let me rewind everything real quick to X-Men uh, Days of Future Past. That introduces to Quicksilver. In my oh, yeah. in my opinion, the better Quicksilver in the Marvel Universe. Like, obviously, Quicksilver was done in uh, Avengers, mm-hmm. right? And this Quicksilver, I think, surpasses that one. That This is where I think at least the uh, Fox Studio Marvel uh, yeah. did better than the MCU. Uh, with Which is funny because um, both the both the actors who played Quicksilver were in Kick Ass together. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw <laughs> yeah. that photo. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, back to uh, real quick to um, 
the X and the X2, um, there's a future past, the whole awesome scene where you see Quicksilver helping Magneto escape. Mm. And, you know, like they're doing the whole slow motion thing around yeah. the room, which yeah. I thought like brilliantly filmed. The camera work was just like so like on point, like you did the whole 360 view and they're like the soundtrack for yeah. it. Like the, the, the time, yeah, time in a bottle. Yeah. yeah. Definitely oh, the most was, memorable so scene great. probably from that movie or the scene anyways, right after watching the movie that everybody talked about. Right. And then they tried to replicate it. And again, <laughs> Anthony is not taking PP. everyone. He's actually just pouring some water. Don't worry. Bro. There you go. You can't just hold it. <laughs> I gave you the, I gave you that two liter bottle for a reason. <laughs> um, so X-Men Apocalypse they tried to replicate that whole thing which which I think the most entertaining part of the movie but I'm like also like I felt like a little bit shoehorned in because I go oh it did such great success in the first and that you know in the last movie we have to shoehorn a scene like that again because it was so great which I thought it was great it was funny and then they had uh, the uh, the Eurythmics uh, song uh, playing uh, uh, was it um, it's escaping me right now, but they had that song going on while he was, you know, getting everyone out of, of the mansion as mm-hmm. it was about to explode. That was the only thing that was memorable to me. Everything else, like even the villains, like you had Magneto come back, which they have, the X-Men have so much like a big, uh, you know, universe that they didn't have to use him again as a villain because he kind of turned villain again. And yet Apocalypse who used Magneto as a as a as a horseman along mm-hmm. with Storm, Angel or Archangel, and Psylocke. It was it was it was a storyline that didn't make sense. Again, it started to like get loose with with its storytelling, and where I was like, like you said, Jeremiah, like why the fuck do I care? Like why should I care anymore about this franchise? Like you guys just are throwing whatever out there because 2016. By then, MCU is just taking off. Mm-hmm. And now Fox is like, going, fuck, uh, we better play some catch up here real quick. Um, they did have another movie that came out that year, but you know, I'll go into that. We'll go into that uh, you know, later uh, or in a bit. But yeah, X-Men Apocalypse was Oscar Isaac. Like, Ivan Ooze, like he did not even look like Apocalypse from the cartoon. No. It was it was it was like a really poor, poor portrayal. And like he didn't show any of his power sets that he had. It was just, it was, it was, it was, it was just crap. And once again, it had to happen on the third movie where I'm thinking, okay, this, this franchise is going to be dead. Like on the third movie again, like scrap it. Like, and I don't think, uh, I, yeah, 2016, there were no rumors of Fox and Disney getting together, but you just already like going, all right, just scrap it. Just let the MCU take over and like the X-Men will just fall by his wayside unfortunately right and i was as me i was like going oh man i really like the x-men <laughs> but i mean hey i i'm loving the mcu right now so if, if the x-men i gotta fall like that's fine um and then yeah and the news comes out they're gonna come out with dark phoenix where's time they're going holy what why because you kind of see it in the apocalypse again they made a hint that gene gray sophie turner uh is going to be uh is going to turn into like the phoenix because her obviously her power set got op'd super fast like it wasn't like a slow transition like they showed her like going full-on like kind of phoenix-ish already mm-hmm. in the movie where i'm going that's a that's a bird outline around her like going fuck like going okay like this is where we're, we're gonna where we're gonna go again like you're kind of like hinting 
and then the news comes out like yeah dark phoenix is gonna come out like fuck and and then now we're gonna jump right to to the dark phoenix i i could care less well what's your guys hype level for this uh anthony um after seeing obviously you know where we're at now so what's your hype level oh uh maybe at a two out of seven so a two out of seven yeah you had the weirdest fucking scales man <laughs> can you just give me a two out of fucking ten give me a 20 percent, jesus um I, I really do like sophie turner though well then watch her in game of thrones you yeah. don't have to watch her in fucking this okay i mean i'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sway your value so you're just saying a two out of seven yeah i i think i'll if uh if there's no other movies to watch when it comes out, like, cause in this summer's probably, I think it's going to be pretty packed for movies. Yeah. I, and I can't think of movies at the top of my head at, at the moment. Cause I mean, at, at that time, John Wick will be out for a few weeks. And you would have ready to watch that for three times. Yeah. So okay. And so if there's nothing else to watch, I'd probably go catch it. But other than that, it, it's a digital download. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Jeremiah. That's, that's my best. I'm just trying to do the math in my head about what out of seven really means. Like, like so it's like a 2.8 <laughs> out of 10 or some shit. Like, what are we doing here? Um, I, yeah, on a normal scale of any kind, um, I, I'm like, a, actually, no, let's just go Anthony's route. Um, I don't know. I'm like a, a four out of 13 on this. Um, <laughs> Holy fuck! No, okay, I, I'm not very excited about it. I I do love Sophie Turner as well, but I'm far more excited for the final season of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, I really feel like X Men Apocalypse just killed my my joy. Like Marie Kondo would be not very um, pleased with with where <laughs> with where the X Men franchise is at the it moment. Doesn't, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't spark, spark any joy. joy with me at this point. So I'm while well, I I just watched the trailer right before we started recording and. Uh, while I was happy to see these characters again, because I enjoy, I, I just, I enjoy the X-Men in general. Um, it didn't make, like I, I wasn't rushing to buy tickets. Let's put it that way. So I'm hoping for the best, but preparing for maybe not an amazing one. I am coming into this movie with a DC standard. Whoa. Now, where I'm coming, I'm coming with a low bar and to be hopefully pleasantly surprised. I was with Aquaman. So maybe this, can, but in the, in the in the trailer already, you can kind of tell where this is gonna go again, and you're like going, oh, okay, Magneto's back. Like, let me guess, he's he's friends with, with Charles, and they're gonna go ahead and team up together. They're going, you know what? I know how much we we praise Michael Fassbender and like his portrayal of Magneto. Like, if you had him sit the bench on like maybe a couple of the movies, it'd been fine, and then just bring him back later on. Like, it, it, he didn't have to like shoehorn him in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, great, like I loved you for the first one. Oh, you're back for the second one. Okay, doable. That's fine. Acceptable. Like, oh, you're the third one. Oh, you're you're back here again. Huh? I, I guess you're under contract. You just want to fucking churn these fucking things out. And I, maybe that's what it is. Maybe Fastbenders are going. I know I have a seven a seven film deal. Can you please put me in? Put them back to back to back. Can you stack yeah. these? I don't want to fucking spread this yeah, out. I don't over want to be doing years. this when I'm fifty seven. Yeah. There's no way. Like, let's just knock it out. Right. I, <laughs> but I mean. But to be fair, he probably could do it. Yeah, as a fifty-seven-year-old, no. and if he did, that'd be great because you at least you saw the aging a little yeah, bit, and then yeah. once again you could maybe see some maybe gray hairs coming. He saw in, Ian McKellen and was just but, like, "Look at this poor bastard. God, that's not going to be me." <laughs> <laughs> sir Ian McKellen, damn it! You, you you give him his fucking proper Whoa, uh, my name, right? He my is apologies. a sir. Yes, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's knighted. 
Uh, he was knighted. Yeah. And he earned that. Ian McKellen, I don't know how OBE. he earned it, but he earned it. Yeah. Order of the by order of the British Empire. <laughs> and which wait is, it, is Patrick Stewart's also a sir as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. By order of the, See? the yeah, British Empire. Sirs. Um. Yeah. Seeing the. Seeing the trailer, I saw. I can see right there where the formula is going to go again, and I don't know where I feel like how Jessica Chastain's character is going to be. Wow, I got it! Look at that. Nice. I knew. I knew it was Jessica Chastain. I didn't confuse her with Interstellar. What was that? No, oh, she was an Interstellar. Oh, let's see. Yeah. You're, you're pulling it out too. All right, you're starting to wake up, buddy. Here we <laughs> yeah. go. I told you towards the end of the I'm podcast, you're going to start fading, waking up. Man. Like, well, <laughs> anyways, <yes>. um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I think she's playing Lalandra. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. But then they're not going the Star Jammers route. They're not going the Shitar. Are you Shitar? I, I, I'm forgetting. Now, now I'm, 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 I slipped on that one. Well, I'll tell you this. If anything, it may be a fucking shitbrick of a fucking movie. Not fucking Shitar, but shitbrick of a fucking movie. Because like, if anything, I think of if I think of Lelandra, I think of fucking Gladiator. Remember from the cartoon? Oh, yeah. When yeah. The dark, that dark yeah. Phoenix, obviously, yeah. um, portrayal. Like you saw Gladiator and you saw like the rest of the cosmic beings of the X-Men universe. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that maybe you'd see him. Maybe they were going to hopefully, you know, bring him in. But obviously I don't want him to shoehorn him in. But I mean, in this case like right now, like, what's the worst? That, what's the, all right. We're coming in this with a low bar already, right, guys? We can agree. What's the worst they could fucking do? I mean, Anthony, you said you don't care what you see in the trailer, right? What me and Jim. I think obviously there's going to be a major death. I don't know if it's... Do you think it's Mystique, Jeremiah, or do you think it's Magneto? It's interesting because I... And I may not be correct about this, but I thought I heard a rumor that Jennifer Lawrence was going to be continuing the her role as Mystique into the next generation of, of uh, Disney-operated Marvel movies. So that may or may not be true, but if it is, then it would be hard for that character to be to be killed off you know yeah killed off yeah you gotta get that money down yeah. <laughs> yeah. gotta stack that paper okay so then you're you so who do you think the death is then? um I, you think someone's significant no, or you think be, you would think it would like a, have to be someone significant but if you think about i guess it all it, a lot of this anthony's right comes down to money comes down to a money play how bad does disney want yeah. these name actors to reprise their roles versus a versus more of a reboot situation. So I was anticipating full reboot under the under the Disney banner, but if that's true then then you have to start looking at who some of the bigger names are and maybe cross their name off the list of of people who are killed. I I mean I guess I would assume that at that point maybe a uh I mean does a cyclops end up getting killed? I mean there it would have to be someone who's close to the character may not fall under the comic book canon, but it would have to be somebody who you feel it, where it would be painful to her um, and someone that would carry some emotional weight with the audience as well. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously Anthony, you haven't seen uh, the trailer and which, you know, you're keeping up with your uh, resolution this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I applaud you for that. Um, I, I, I think, I, I don't know. I, it feels like J law is actually phoning it in. Like you can <laughs> kind of tell. And I saw a meme the other day where, where in the X-Men first class, because she already says how she kind of doesn't like the whole like mystique makeup. She has oh, to sit sure. in a fucking can, chair for like four, eight hours a day or whatever. Yeah. So did you notice that in the first one, she was in full, obviously, mystique uh, thing. The second one, she was kind of like a like more in human form most of the time. Mm-hmm. 
And the third one, same thing. Like she was basically all mostly in human form. And then this third one, all he did was paint her blue. Basically, where they hit, they kind of gave her like a the spray tan group. type deal, <laughs> uh, but obviously with blue. And then just put like a couple like little like flecks of like scales on her forehead. Where I'm like going, and then she's zipped up in her in the X Men uniform, so she she probably doesn't have to get her whole body like blue Painted. anymore, right? Yeah. And I'm just like going fuck. Like I I hope you're not just you know come here you know collect your paycheck, paycheck and get the fuck out, yeah. right? Like I hope. I mean, if that's going to be the case, then yeah, if you were to be the one that falls on the sword, then I'll be okay with it. But just show me that you really want this role. Like, give me that, give me that Jason Momoa, like, I'm happy to be Aquaman role. Don't give me this Ben Affleck, I'm Batman, and I'm sitting in the corner, you know, crying to myself with Henry Cavill, you know, gushing <laughs> about the DC franchise, you know, look. Um, I, so in my, in my head, I'm, I'm gonna just stay uh, with what you guys are giving the ratings. I'm gonna give this a nine out of sixty-seven. Okay. <laughs> if I'm gonna, you know, if that is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I am at with watching this uh, movie. And as far as a future of like the you know X Men franchise or the X franchises, like I don't know. Like New Mutants was pushed back a couple times, so now I don't know where I am with that. Next year, right? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. yeah next year. Uh, Deadpool? Let's see here. Deadpool, well, Deadpool, let's see, we're going to get onto that real quick. You have you saw the Gambit movie, which you had, uh, you hyped up like three years ago, four years ago with, um, what's his name? Channing all Channing- over your Tatum? Yes. I'm sorry, what'd you call him again? Ch- Channing all over your Tatum. Wow. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> you had, yeah, he's supposed to be Gambit. Like, kind of got hyped for it, but then I'm going, eh. So the only thing right now that actually in this X franchise that actually got me hyped was the last Logan movie. And then the Deadpool yeah. series, because they went, they went rated R and I think I'm not sure if obviously Disney will go rated R with their, with their, with their movies. They said they were, they were just going to keep it as is. Rated which, R. which would be great. Yeah. But do you think now here, here's my, here's my kind of question. Do you think the success of like how Logan and, Deadpool, the Deadpool series was so well received because they were able to take those characters and really show the the audience what they deserve, like full on gratuitous violence because those characters needed to be portrayed oh, yeah. as that, right? Yeah. But do you think that also kind of hindered us, like kind of like jaded us around going, I can't see, and I can't see the X Men franchise take a step back because I've already seen what you can. But you can do MCU. I'm fine because that that's their own world and your own universe, and they never showed anything like that. Yeah. Where and and the, most of their characters aren't that type, anyways. And that's once again real quick. That's why I liked X Men more because they were willing to fucking do what they had to do. You know, to think they weren't gonna uh, Batman this thing like oh we're just here to capture and release type deal. Um, like in X Men X Men world, like they were more like all right, we're gonna kill. Like we have to do this mm-hmm. for self preservation type deal, which we don't want to. You know, we're gonna try to keep everything peaceful, but if you know push comes to shove, like our powers are gonna have to come in here and defend us. Um, like I said, do you, do you guys feel like the Logan, like the success of those movies, and the fact that there are ratings, um, you know, propelled them to su- such success, is now gonna cause like this kind of like, eh, on on the on the rest of the X franchises, Anthony. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> no, all right. Well, I mean, Jeremiah, how about you? Yeah, I know. You're, 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 you're almost wake up. You're almost there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 
I, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go, Jeremiah. What you tell me? What you think about you know those those two franchises being widely successful because of the fact that there were R ratings, and then this may be taking a backseat now. Or I'm saying X franchise may be taking a backseat because of that. I don't necessarily think that the X franchise, as we're calling it, is going to is taking a backseat because of, because of that. I think it's taking a backseat because just the, the quality hasn't been as good. So if we look at the the tone that Logan was written with, it was written with a um, with a sense of like despair and a sense of uh, uh, just grittiness that I think that character needed. And while they were able to use language and violence that, that hadn't been in the, the sort of X-Men movies before, I don't think it didn't come off as like a, a gratuitous, like a, like a trick. It didn't come off as some sort of like, well, they, they haven't been loving these movies. So let's throw some fucks in there and some blood and see what happens. It felt like, you know, let's, let's take this source material and really try to do it justice and treat it seriously in terms of, uh, I mean, cause there was some dark humor in there, but it wasn't all overly serious, but in terms of let's treat this as if it were, you know, cinema film instead of just a popcorn movie. And I think it showed. And now with Deadpool, they took a completely different turn. And while it was rated R and had, you know, lots more gratuitous violence and, and lots of fucks in there, it was, um, it was given the level of humor and it was written. Both of the movies actually were written very well. And the level, the level of uh, comedy wasn't mailed in, which it can be it can come off as corny. Um, see some of our favorite Batman movies from, from previous decade. Uh, and you can't just write the jokes on paper and hope they're going to turn out. You have to really write in the voice of that character. And they took the the tone of Logan and the tone of Deadpool and gave them what they needed. So now if they take the same level of care with this next generation of X-Men movies, I think they'll be on the right path, whether they go full violence or and full language you know, without any restraints or anything. So I don't necessarily think... Uh, that it's struggling because of that, but I think it opens up a path to success if they follow a similar, a similar template for these, for these new movies. If they have to, and even if they show some restraint in terms of, of content, you know? Okay. So back to circling back to when you told me about your Wolverine experience as uh, working at uh, Roundtable, you don't think that the franchise needs to go full Berserker Barrage? <laughs> I, I mean, I would love to see that for sure. Um, but I don't see that happening because I think I'm imagining that that Disney knows the, the inherent value of these characters when done well. I mean, the marketing opportunities for the X-Men characters are, are off the charts. So I'm assuming that they will at least attempt to fold the X-Men into the MCU, especially with you know, movie contracts coming up for, for some of the big players that are there currently. So that could really breathe life into, a into sort of the next, the next generation of MCU movies. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't go, you know, full Deadpool on these movies. Um, if they, they left themselves a little bit reserved, but as long as they keep the tone correct and give themselves a little leeway, maybe with the language, um, then they should be okay. Although I did hear that, um, that smoking and fuck will not be part of the MCU under any circumstance. So that means Deadpool. I mean, that means Wolverine's not going to be shown smoking and they're not, and, and we're not going to have any, any hard fucks in there. So, um, 
take that for what it's worth. But I still think you can fold those characters in, do them justice without having that. Well, I I, I enjoy a good, you know, fucking blood movie. So <laughs> whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> together. Wait, fucking oh god, bro. Oh yeah, you know what? Uh, I retract. Keep it I, in. I, I instantly, Keep it in. <laughs> I instantly regret that uh, that that statement. Um, I will have to issue a statement after that. Apologizing for that. Can we remark. make that a drop? Is there any way we can have that ready yeah. to go for next episode? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, that's where I was thinking. I was like, I, my head, like, you know, these these movies are so widely great because of that. Uh, but when you when you put it out like that, now that you know, hearing someone else say it, like, yeah, obviously, take the time and effort mm-hmm. and push the envelope, but not as far as it, you know, as far as like the blood and fucks, then, you know, it, it could be, it could be done well. <laughs> um, and everyone uh, be on the lookout for the new keeping in their t-shirts, fucking bloods or blood and fucks. Ooh, don't say fucking bloods. You might piss them off. I don't, I don't, I don't want to piss off the uh, wrong people. This is, this Yikes. Is spiraling. Um, it is, it is spiraling. Um, well, anyways, that's, I don't, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> yeah. He, speaking of spiraling, J- Anthony is on his last leg, just like this franchise is, um, I don't mind if they were to do a soft reboot, um, or maybe in this case, maybe even a full reboot, but, uh, I just feel like this, this franchise needs some sort of jolt back into, yeah. uh, into the mainstream, uh, MCU has obviously surpassed it. DC may not be too far behind because now, like I said, with the success of Aquaman, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Um, <laughs> with Shazam, but you know, Wonder Woman eighty four would be coming out, which like I said I, I liked next the first year, one. Right? So I, yeah. I will say, if if somehow they can agree on it, I know it would be illegal uh, on the international level, but if you had on the the end credit scene in Avengers Endgame. You just had you just hear this snicked, you know. Oh, the, if the you just hear that, like, yeah, I don't even need to see. Like, you just see a silhouette and this. Like, you don't even have to say it's Wolverine. Like, you just, you just that sound and this and the silhouette. Just give me, give me that. What if just, they were? Oh wait, no, no, this is too far in the future. In yeah. uh, Logan, I was say, what if they trip over his grave? But no, no, no. But it was at 2029, <laughs> yeah. so that was yeah. in the future. No, it's but that. it's um. Just to have something like that to go. Oh my God, we have this to look forward to now. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that would be, that would be nice. Yeah, um, just hearing it. You're right. I don't have yeah. to see the. Phone I don't have so to like, see the face or anything. No, you just see the. Sounds, you just you be, see the look on someone else's face, and then you hear it. That's the. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Like, see? You don't even need because I know, like it's because in the the merger has been approved in America. Or North America, but on the international scale, it's still undergoing through all the what whatever it needs to go Legal through. Ease. Yeah, and um, and I know the deal won't be finalized till like last quarter of this year. But just to just give give me something to you know just that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it would be yeah. great. And um, you know, this is the keeping there at House of uh, Making Movies. <laughs> uh, movie ideas at least yeah. one of these days some one of us studios is gonna pick up our idea and we're gonna be yeah out of there oh god if it's nicholas clay nicholas cage doing that doing being as wolverine no just it's just him just <laughs> oh, okay shit. wait a minute i just had a flash were you were you thinking of nick cage as the next wolverine and we call him snickles cage i, I barely get that out <laughs> snickles snickles 
<laughs> Nicholas yeah. Cage. That would be perfect. Go. Yes. Yes. See, there you go. The house of <laughs> ideas. I love it. Uh, <laughs> anyways, guys, I thank you again for joining me today on this episode. Listeners, we enjoy having you listen to us every day or I'm sorry, not every day, but on this episode. You know what? Listen guys, every where, day. Where can everyone listen find every you? day. It's okay. Nobody's stopping you. Yeah, exactly. You know, re- replay them over again. Put them on loop. Here are sweet, sweet voices. Uh, guys, where, th- where can everyone find you? I said, you know, except for the movie theaters in, in the movie theater line waiting for yeah, Dark Yeah, you Phoenix. can find Anthony sleeping in his car on the street. He loves visitors, so go up and tap on his window if you can get yeah. him if you can get him to wake up. If not, call someone. Call some help. <laughs> Anthony, where can everyone find you besides your car? Uh, you can find me at Mersant on almost anything. Um, my I've revamped my MySpace, so hit me up on MySpace. He, you added a new song and <laughs> wallpaper? Uh, I'm going to do my cha-cha slide video you can add that on there yeah it's very bold of you okay yeah. jeremiah what can you find yeah, by the way i think that um your the the video that's supposed to play when i log on there i think you embedded in properly so you should you need to go back to the drawing board on that um <laughs> you, if you mistyped uh yeah xjdmcx on uh twitter and instagram and and all that good stuff uh yeah good to be back boys this is fun it's great uh i can't wait to see you in a couple months so where can people more. find you vince Oh, yeah. They can find me uh, tapping on your window, actually, outside your car, um, asking you to wake up. <laughs> um, now they can find me uh, vmastaho09 on Instagram. You can find me uh, vinsanity09 on Twitter, which I've been using a little bit, just actually just to stalk. Um, <laughs> ooh, I shouldn't have said that. That might be that might come back uh, come back to you yeah. in some legal cases. <laughs> Scratch that from the records, everyone. Um Let's see, you can always find us at Keeping It Nerd on our Instagram, keepingitnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us your comments on there or any ideas for future episodes. Also, remember, please rate, like, subscribe, and comment on all of our episodes and social medias. Uh, Thank you. We love you for uh, listening to us, and we'll see you soon. Oh, no. I don't know. Will we ever see them? I don't know. God damn it. Oh, you know, (laughs) probably not. Yeah. Well, anyways, you'll be listening to us soon. Uh, Everyone have a nice day. Keep it real. Keep it nerd. Podcast.